Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. So, when we were last together on Friday, the poll question of the day was, would the world be more or less safe with a nuclear-armed Ukraine? Two-thirds said less safe, more than 10,000 voted. Uh, Saturday, Michael Lee from the Washington Post was my guest on CNN, and we talked about that issue that I'd already aired here on POTUS about the absence of head coaches who are black in the NFL. I asked, is that racism? That explains it. 63% said, yeah, it is, of more than 22,000 who voted. Yesterday, for the second week in a row, we went off the grid, did something not on the front page, had a little fun, and you responded. If extraterrestrial beings exist, do we want them to be religious? 10,013 voted, and 80.28% said, no, we don't want them to be religious. Today, I'll get to this in the second hour of the program, was speculation about Lindsey Graham's sexuality on MSNBC and The View appropriate? Uh, My answer is, hell no. I thought it was totally inappropriate, and they would never have joked about Lindsey Graham's sexuality, which, by the way, I have no idea what it is, but they would never have made such fodder of that if he were a progressive, if he were a liberal. And and by the way, if there's some element of hypocrisy about a person, then I say, go ahead and out him. But otherwise, forget it. We'll get to that in the second hour of the program. Midterm elections now six weeks away. Six weeks away. Um, Mandela Barnes is the Democratic Senate candidate in Wisconsin. The incumbent is Ron Johnson. This, of course, a state that Biden won in 2020 by less than one percentage point. So it's it's one of the most watched races in the country. And I bring up Mandela Barnes because the Washington Post has a story today about the role of crime in the midterms, and they talk about him. Quote, one Republican commercial casts Mandela Barnes as a, quote, different Democrat, 
and points out his push to end cash bail. Another shows his face on a wall with his last name sprayed in graffiti-style script and highlights a comment he made about reallocating police funds. A third labels him a dangerously liberal candidate on crime. Republicans have said that the ads are part of a broader strategy of calling out Democrats on crime, an argument they believe will be potent in the closing stage of this year's midterm elections. But some allies of Barnes and Barnes would be Wisconsin's first black senator instead have derided the attacks as racist messages that feed on stereotypes. In other words, this is a big story in The Washington Post that talks about what issues the different campaigns and candidates and parties are relying on in these final six weeks of the campaign and where homicide rates in the country's cities have spiked over the last two years. Republicans across the country, you know, from Wisconsin to Pennsylvania, key house races across the Midwest and beyond are really driving the crime issue. And why are they doing that? Because the rationale is predicated on Republicans having a 22-point advantage on handling crime, with 56% of registered voters saying they trust Republicans more, while 34% say they trust Democrats more on the issue. This, according to a brand new Washington Post-ABC News poll that came out since we were last together. And, and by the way, and I'll, I'll return to, to crime and what is really firing up voters in a sec, but let me just say that this same Washington Post ABC News poll has a lot of interesting details in it. Uh, something that I've been saying here on POTUS is that each side has something in its arsenal. It's not like one party's got the issue to drive the base and the other does not have anything for their base. Re- Republicans have crime. And they've got, as I just told you, a significant advantage in terms of how they are perceived on crime. Well, they also have a significant advantage with regard to the economy, including inflation. What do the Democrats have in in their, you know, arsenal? Abortion and climate change. And on the generic, are you voting for an R or a D? It's a dead heat. 47% say Republicans 46% say Democrats, when you push and you look at the most likely voters, Republicans have more of an advantage. And everybody seems motivated to vote. There's also the Biden factor. The post-ABC survey says that his approval rating is at 39%, 53% are disapproving. So who's got the upper hand and on what issue will people most be voting? Last week here on POTUS, I talked about how if you if you and I was winging it, I had notes, but I had notes that I'd I'd cobbled together and had really not done the exhaustive research to see what have we been talking about over the span of the last year that was really driving the headlines at the time to illustrate my point, my old football point about how the ball continues to bounce in all different directions So with the added support of my CNN team, you may have seen the commentary that I delivered on television on Saturday where I began and I said, hey, if you asked me last November, what will be the dominant issue driving the midterm last November? I just said crime. Because you'll recall that on all the networks, but especially on Fox, 
it was a loop of smash and grabs in L.A., in San Francisco, in New York City. There were also, you know, a lot of stories about the so-called soft on crime Soros backed DAs here in Philly, Krasner, in L.A., George Gascon, and probably the highest profile San Francisco's Chesa Boudin, who ended up being recalled in June. But then, you know, came January, meaning January of of this, the midterm year. What was it in January? And I forgot this when I spoke on this issue in uh, our days together last week. Baby formula. I mean, baby formula became the issue because we had the supply chain problems, the shortage of formula, a recall, a plant shutdown. And then very quickly that shifted. It was in February that Putin surprised the world with his invasion of Ukraine. And all of a sudden, the U.S. rallied, other nations rallied, and it became all about Ukraine. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. I I have to make sure I get into... Uh, on the program today, Roger Waters, and what just went on where he has canceled his appearance, his concerts scheduled in 2023 in Poland, because I think because they don't want him and he couldn't sell tickets, he's not going to be able to do well in Krakow because of the things he said. The Polish people have done everything asked of them for Ukraine. I keep getting uh, Google alerts for you, and they're all on Roger Waters. Because it all began with with my interview with him a, a month ago. Absolutely. I mean, I I just don't think that his opinions would have come to the fore, but for my sit down with him. And now he's not backing down and causing more problems. Right. And he's saying, oh, it's it's not you. It's me. I'm, you know, 
I'll get to it. Okay, uh, make, fine. You, I'll of get course, the I'm going to get to it, and it's posted okay. at Smirconish.com. So, and what am I saying? I'm saying it was crime, that it was baby formula, then it was the invasion of Ukraine, and then instead of it being a, an international war, it looked like it was going to be the domestic culture wars. Um, March. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law, you'll remember this, the so-called Parental Rights in Education Bill, forbidding instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity from kindergarten through the third grade. That then become a, a, became a, a big battle because Disney denounced the law. The company then became a lightning rod. DeSantis revoked its special tax privileges. All right. I, I'm, only, I'm only up until the spring. May, sadly was Uvalde. I was in, speaking of Poland, I was in Poland. Yeah, I was in Poland. I was in Warsaw to cover the Polish response to the Ukraine. When Uvalde happened? When Uvalde happened. Remember, <gasps> half the show got that. blown out. Of I'm, course, I'm suddenly course, there saying, course. how can I be talking about Texas, Ukraine right. when Texas is right. taking place? Right, 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 right. So it looked like it was going to be the gun issue. And then June came. And what happened in June? The first of the January 6th primetime hearings, 19 million people tuned in. We're like, wait a minute. Is the insurrection going to become the, the dominant issue for the midterm? And just as it looked like that could be the issue, all of a sudden, the national gas average is at $5 a gallon. And in California, it's $6 a gallon. And it's only part of a larger narrative about inflation which hit 9.1%, now we're up to June, which is a 40-year high. You see, you see how I now have this whole TikTok of what has gone it's like on? like I'm picturing a calendar, and every month there's something else Everything, that's flashing. something different. Every month there's something different. And there's still more, as Ron Popeil and the pocket fisherman would have said. But wait, there's more. Because June, June, June 24, final week of June, that's when we learned what? Dobbs. We, we think we knew back in February, I think, is when the Alito leak first came out. But it was June that the Dobbs decision, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, now finally was fact. It had been anticipated, but now we saw it. Now it was real. And very soon thereafter, Kansas voters go to the polls and they resoundingly decide against removing the right to abortion from their state's constitution Followed by, and now we are up to, I guess last month, August, the New York 19th, a very purple, one of the few, a very purple congressional district where there there was a credible R and there was a credible D and there was a lot of money spent. And what happened? The Democrat won after making the race largely about a women's right to choose. And now everybody said... Wait a minute. This abortion issue is unlike anything we've seen in quite some time. In fact, there was a Democratic pollster who was on this program with me who said, I've been doing it 28 years. I've never seen an issue like abortion. And yet in July, President Biden suffered his lowest approval rating ever. So did this mean that despite abortion, Democrats were still doomed? But then... The so-called Inflation Reduction Act was signed into law, really more about uh, energy and climate change than anything else, health care provisions. But Biden, Biden got a win. 
And then, <laughs> it's amazing, my head just like spins and spins and spins. Then he announces the student loan debt forgiveness. And that was a huge issue. Remember the telephone calls here on POTUS of people who on one hand were grateful and on the other hand people were saying, well, what about me? You know, I didn't go to college. Why am I bailing out these, uh, these, th- those who did and didn't maintain their obligation? And then finally, finally, now in this, the month of September, the border came back to the forefront with the shipping of migrants to sanctuary cities and then the vineyard by Governors Ducey of Arizona, Abbott of Texas and DeSantis of Florida. So the football has bounced and bounced and bounced. And now here we are six weeks out where Russia is calling up 300,000 troops because they're losing and Putin is threatening, you know, to go nuclear. Meanwhile, soldiers are going door to door on this sham referendum. I talked about it with Tom Friedman on Saturday, setting the stage for, uh, you know, I'm sure like 98 percent will approve of of being part of Mother Russia. And then Putin's going to turn around and say, look, Ukraine is now attaching uh, attacking the sovereign status of Ukrainians, former Ukrainians who don't want to be part of Ukraine. And then back to that Washington Post story and poll on the subject of crime. Listen to this, because Republicans still think it's crime. Republican candidates and allies have aired about 53,000 commercials on crime. This segment, according to Ad Impact, they track this sort of thing. That's up from the 29,000 that were aired in all of August. Nearly 50% of all Republican online ads in battleground states are on policing and safety. Policing and safety. And, and one really good illustration of how Republicans still think that it's crime is in Florida, where Marco Rubio is running against Val Demings. You remember that Val Demings used to be the chief of the Orlando Police Department. He has launched an ad campaign featuring law enforcement officers who say that she, quote, turned her back on law enforcement. She's now got a response ad where she says, uh, you know, I've been working for three decades as a cop and, quote, in the Senate, I'll protect Florida from bad ideas like defunding the police, which is just crazy, which is just crazy. So what's the point? The point is we're six weeks out. There are a lot of issues in play. There are a lot of issues in play, and there's no one issue from my perspective on which this is all going to rise or fall. Each side has something about which they can fire up their base. For the R's, it's the economy, stupid. It's inflation. It's crime. For the D's, it's abortion, 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 and maybe climate change, too. So the pollsters say it's hard to prognosticate the upper hand for retaking control of the House clearly in the hands of the R's. I mean, you know, typically they'll pick up 26 in a cycle like this. They only need to get four. The Senate, much, much more difficult to uh, to predict and, and see where it all comes out. What do you think? Six weeks from the midterm election. My gut today tells me Republicans retake control of the House of Representatives and Democrats may end up uh, controlling the Senate 
in exactly the same position that they are today, that the, the deck chairs might get rearranged, but 50-50 with Kamala Harris breaking all ties might be where it ends. But for all the reasons I just laid out, I'm not making any hard and fast predictions because there's, a, there's still a lot left to occur, and we have no idea what that might consist of. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Thank you so much for these telephone calls. I really appreciate it. We'll begin in Ohio, scene of a, a great Senate battle. Hi, Ed. Greetings. Hey, Michael. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, Mike, I have a really simple question. Why, why do the Democrats own the uh, inflation issue uh, and the economic issue? Is it just mainly because Democrats are in office right now and it's an easy target. But from a policy standpoint, what has Biden done or Democrats done that has caused uh, such an issue with inflation and why are the Republicans blaming the Democrats? And I'm moderate, so I really, truly don't understand. Yeah, I don't know that it, and I'm not being dismissive of your question, but I'm giving you my direct answer. It, it, It hardly matters. The fact is simply that it's it's their watch. They control the Senate, the House, the White House. You know, the 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 Dow has like five of the last six weeks. It is where it is. Inflation at a 40 year high. I don't think you can have it both ways. If the economy were robust right now and we weren't in a recession or damn close, if it were robust, you can rest assured they'd be taking credit for it those who are in office and i think the flip side is the blame comes your way if it happens in reverse don't let logic get in the way here ed it's 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 more simple than that the voters you know in my view the voters are going to hold accountable the party that is in office final thought no i mean i think it's very simple i think you explained it to me well thank you so much Appreciate it. This is Daniel in Silver Spring. Hi, Daniel. Is that Daniel. Samuel? Uh, okay, we'll make it Samuel. Hello, Samuel. Mine says Daniel, but I'm going to take your word for it. Okay, good morning. Uh, hey. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about Letitia uh, James uh, that you comments that we had last Friday. But okay. I wanted to start with uh, a, a couple of a Wednesday a couple of weeks ago. Uh, two two guys I, I respect quite a bit, Mark, uh, uh, you and uh, and Mark uh, indicated that uh, Trump was not fit to hold office anymore. And uh, then the, in terms of Letitia James, uh, 
she came to office in 2018, and the uh, four candidates for the Democrats all said that they were going to uh, go after Trump. And so she was just the winner, and she won for the citizens of New York by a 60-40%. And also, uh, the equivalency uh, for what you were, were speaking of when you said that uh, maybe she shouldn't have uh, gone after Trump, uh, that the equivalency is Trump with uh, lock her up. That, uh, you know, okay, so I have I have lots of thoughts, the, the first of which is that I am a blowhard and I acknowledge it. I am not a prosecutor. And the sort of things that I might say, which are my opinions, my heartfelt opinions here behind a microphone, are not the sort of things that one should say if they are running for a, a job that will empower them to be the arm of the law. And the fact that and the fact that she won 60 percent of the vote doesn't relieve that consideration or concern the fact that they were all saying it doesn't make it any better either you're going to you're going to run for an office where you have the power to lock somebody up or in this case sting them with a, a heavy penalty i don't think i don't think you weigh in on the guilt or innocence of someone who's going to be in your crosshairs i think it's it's terrible and by the way well, i i uh, this is this is a particular uh super criminal in which, uh, if you recall, uh, and it's still ongoing the, in the USA Today, they're still doing a running tab of his, his, of his uh, lawsuits. He's got over 4,000 lawsuits in three, three decades. He, he goes to court with a brand-new lawsuit at least twice every yeah, week right. for 30 years. Everything you've weapon. said, I, I, I thought that I thought the tally you were making, I was ready to correct you and say, oh, no, you're talking about the Washington Post. The Washington Post tallies his lies. USA Today tallies his litigation. Everything you say may be accurate. In fact, I believe it is accurate, including the part where I said he's unfit for office. None of that relieves Letitia James of the criticisms that I've offered. Um, I, but you know, and I'll, I'll say this, I saw over the weekend, thank you, Daniel, do appreciate it though. I saw over the weekend, the wall street journal, this doesn't make me right, but it just underscores that I'm not the only one thinking in these terms, the wall street journal editorialized Letitia James versus the Trump family quote, no one who has ever, tell me if you've heard this before, no one who has ever listened to Trump will be surprised if he hyped the value of his holdings in dealings with bankers, but then no one in New York finance would ever trust only what Trump claims before signing a document or lending him money. As far as we've seen, the lenders don't seem to consider themselves victims. They made money on the loans, which didn't default. The transactions were presumably scoured by auditors and bank due diligence officers. There's enormous variability in real estate valuations. The question Ms. James will have to prove is whether Trump's claims amounted to intentional fraud. Yeah, that sums it up better, perhaps, than I said it on radio last week. Mark, Syracuse, New York, you most wanted to say what? As far as inflation is concerned, I think the principal causes are um, COVID and uh, the expense associated with Ukraine. I think one of the things that people seem to forget is that when Trump was in office, he was really cozying up to Putin. I think this might have inspired Putin to sort of uh, step out of line there. But and why wouldn't, well, but why, 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 Republican why, Party, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, why wouldn't, 
why wouldn't Putin have then stepped out of line on Trump's watch? If it's Trump's fault, a lot of things are Trump's fault. A lot of things aren't Trump's fault. If I'm Putin, why wouldn't I have invaded Ukraine on his watch, not Biden's? Hi, Jeff, you're in Michigan. You most wanted to say what? All I can see is I see gas prices going up, Michael. I think that the Republicans, again, I think they're going to hit their stride. I think that the Democrats got a lot of big wins. And I think when it comes down to it, I see the polls going in a little different direction. Once the economy, I think it's going to come down to the economy and it's going to be a win in the House for the Republicans. And the Senate can go either way. I, and I, I think it's I think the Democrats may have maybe peaked a little too early. Six weeks out. I agree with you. Republicans take the House Senate coin flip. Brian, Michigan, you most wanted to say you're one of those taking issue with my inflation answer. So go ahead. Give the critique, but do it quickly. Well, okay. Biden uh, increased spending $3.8 trillion. He carried out his war on fossil fuels that he campaigned on and increased doubled gas prices, canceled leases, canceled ANWR, and gas prices caused the price of everything to go up. Plus, he's let, what, four and a half million illegals into the country. That increases demand. This is all Biden inflation. And it's all by design. It's not by accident. Yeah, none of that, none of that is at odds with anything I said. I took no position as to whether it's Biden's fault or it's not Biden's fault. I simply said, you're the president. You control the House and the Senate. You own it. Tom, you're in Jupiter, Florida. Greetings. Thank you, Michael. Like your fairness. Uh, Mike, do you believe history repeats itself? Of course. Would you please watch Tucker Carlson's show on uh, the Nixon files and you will come out amazed and and compliment me. Thank you very much for being fair. Thank you, sir. Um, I just saw a flash go by on the screen of of that uh, buck game with the the Packers. How about that? Yeah. You thought you thought I mean, a a big coaching mistake there at the end. No, at the um, God, I'm getting all the games. I, I watched so many games yesterday. The lack of a quick flag ah forget it screw it get back to the relating round anthony albany new york i apologize for that i i just shouldn't have gone off on a detour detour <laughs> no worries uh number one you are right on the inflation that you and i agree but secondly when it comes to what's important to americans abc and washington post just came out with a really interesting survey and the top ones were economy then the inflation then education then crime abortion and immigration were tied um but I, I do like what the Demo- or sorry, what the Republicans are doing right now with the um, commitment to America, because what they're doing is what like the same thing I do uh, in my position at work. I'm in charge of about eleven hundred employees. I bring people and I listen to them and say, hey, I don't assume what's important to them. I ask what's important to you. Think that we can change reasonably. We do. And I think what Americans are looking for right now are not politicians. I think they're looking for strong leaders and people that think that they have their best interests at hand. What's been demonstrated in the last couple of years is it seemingly is Americans are put second. International affairs are first. Climate for the globe is put ahead of that. Uh, and, and, and we're left holding the bill for all the above. So as a result of that, I do think that uh, Republicans are going to make great gains, not only in both houses, but I think uh, in, in school boards and other local races as well, Still, well <clears throat> where Americans I- are a little tired. I would say and I, I thought it was smart politics for Kevin McCarthy and his uh, and his his colleagues to come to Pennsylvania. They delivered that in, I think, in Mahong- Monongahela. But to announce their not contract with America, that was newt, but maybe commitment to America, whatever they're calling it, I think is smart to stand for something. What they can get done 
if Republicans control the House, but not the Senate and not the White House. I hate to be a fly in the ointment, but, you know, you, you got to be able to pass things. This is Mark in San Antonio. Hi, Mark. Uh, hey, Michael. You know, um, the timeline that you went through is really just a timeline of stories, right? It's the, the media drives the narrative on a daily basis. And I think that most Americans don't pay that much attention to the media, but people in the media like you, uh, y- y'all believe there's a lot more influence from the media than there is. And I think that most people uh, are going to choose to vote based on their situation, uh, not on the latest story at CNN. So that is a very biting criticism of everything I said in the first 20 minutes of the program. And yet it happens to be true. You are correct. He's right. He's absolutely right. I mean, people like me who are news junkies and hang on all of this stuff tend to overemphasize the value or import of any one of these stories. I agree. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 